welcome to another episode of State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling news, information, and picks in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts John Spataro and Ryan Fisher. And fellas, always good to catch up again. A profitable week one for many out there, including yours truly. I don't like to brag, but when you go 5-0 and with your five picks... You're feeling pretty good. Hopefully week two won't let me down. John, how are you doing today? Well, somebody had to take all the winners, Jason. I did pretty poorly. The only win I had all week uh, was the Packers uh, covering against the Bears, and that one just feels like a loss because of how bad that game was. Uh, But I got a pretty bad beat to end the weekend on Monday night. Uh, If you remember, I had the Texans beating the Saints. Uh, I had the money line bet. I thought that was a smart pick. And then Drew Brees took the ball with 30 seconds left, drove it just as far as he needed to. And everyone knows that a field goal won that game for the Saints. So I'm still sweating that one out. I completely failed on the uh, Miami Dolphins and the Buccaneers picks that I had. Something was going on in the state of Florida that wasn't agreeing with me. So I started the the year one and four. Uh, There's a lot of room to improve from there. And hopefully... I'm uh, back on the winning side after this week. Well, John, you deserve some luck after that Monday night game because I was thinking about you when Will Lutz lined up for that field goal. That was a great pick, taking the Texans. Everything should have worked out the way you expected it to on the money line. And then the Texans' defense, as they've done so many times in the Bill O'Brien era, lets you down late. So a tough loss for John with that one. Ryan, why don't you sum up your week number one as you look to build and get some week winner, week two winners? Well, I... I feel really disappointed I feel like we hit everything we wanted to but it didn't work out we, we told you to take the biggest underdogs on the board and the seven biggest underdogs want to combine five and two against the spread uh, but of course the two losses Miami and Giant and the Giants were both picks that I gave you so I I neglected the other five I went for the two losers so we knew what we were doing we just didn't make it pay uh, we were all over the Packers bears on, and the under on Thursday night. So that game played out kind of as we saw. And then I pushed my best bet on Sunday with the, uh, with the Panthers and the Rams again, Cam Newton, not quite getting it done for me. So I was, I was one, three and one, but I felt pretty good about, uh, about the way everything was supposed to go. So, uh, as John said, he thought the Monday night play was a smart play with the Texans money. Like, no, it was a smart play. We make a lot of smart plays. They don't always work out, but pretty excited about week two. We got some good angles again. Hopefully it's uh, as strong as what we had in week one. Week two should be a lot of fun, but before we go there, guys, I got to brag a little bit because I had the Packers plus the points at the Bears. I also had the under in that game. So a great 2-0 and start, and I'm feeling pretty good going into the weekend. And then the three plays that I gave you on last week's program are our first week one in its entirety show. I had the Redskins plus the points. Thank you, Case Keenum, for marching the team down for a garbage touchdown in the closing seconds in Philadelphia to get the easy cover there as the Redskins were a double-digit dog in a lot of places. Uh, Zach Taylor here in Cincinnati. It starts off really well for me and for the Bengals gamblers. Not so well for the Bengals. They lose in Seattle, but they cover the number in that one in one of the late starts in week number one. And then how about the Tennessee Titans? Getting a bunch of points in Cleveland and making Baker Mayfield and the Browns look stupid. The Titans win that game 43-13. to So if you had my bet in that one, you're covering by a nice 35 or 36 points, depending on where you bet that game. So 5-0, I'm feeling really good now that I boasted about this. Jason Gotch with you. I got to say, along with Ryan Fisher and John Spataro, I hope I'm not setting everybody up for a letdown. And guys, we got a lot of good stuff going on on this program. Let's start it off with 
a matchup where the Chicago Bears are going to be going against a familiar face on Sunday, late afternoon start in Denver. Vic Fangio, the former Bears defensive coordinator for a few years, last year under Nagy, before that under John Fox, now the head coach in Denver. The Broncos lost the late Monday nighter in Oakland. The Bears, of course, people in Chicago are going from Super Bowl picks to thinking about missing the playoffs and, and pushing the panic button after that loss to the Packers uh, back on Thursday night. So, Ryan, I want to start off with you here. Give me your thoughts on Bears-Broncos, what you're looking at betting-wise, and, and how you'd play that game if you had some money to do so. It's it's going to be an interesting one. You, you said the Broncos had the late game Monday night. The Bears played Thursday, so that should be a huge advantage to the Bears. Uh, Vic Fangio. You know, he knows that Bears defensive personnel very well. And the Bear, you know, Matt Nagy and the, the Bears offensive guys, they know what Vic, Vic likes to do on defense. It's going to be a really interesting game. The uh, the line before the Broncos played Monday night, the line was set them at, at a pick em. It opened finally on Tuesday morning at the Bears minus one and a half. And now it's the Bears minus two and a half. So things are pushing that way. Uh, it's a trend I'm going to talk about in the second half of the show. So lots of people picking the Bears, even though we don't they don't feel good about the way they played Thursday Thursday night. Obviously, people feel even worse about the way that the uh, that the Broncos played. Joe Flacco is going to have a tough time against that defense. Despite all these things I'm saying, I think I'm leaning towards the Broncos uh, at their home opener, late kickoff on Sunday. Um, Again, there's just some some trends and some things out there that we'll get to in the second half of the show that, that kind of make me go this way. I do think the one interesting thing out of the Bears-Packers game on Thursday, that Thursday night, those two teams played basically the same game. I mean, yes, the Packers won. They won by a touchdown. But that game just as easily could have been six to three Bears. Uh, but just coming out of that game, how differently the two teams and the two fan bases feel about their teams we said before the Bears-Packers game that we thought both of those teams were kind of the same, you know, their their prognostication for the season. And coming out of, I mean, one win, the Packers are 1-0, Bears are 0-1. Yeah, that's important, but I still think they're probably about the same. So, tough one out in Denver. I'm, I'm going to go with the Broncos in this one. So, Ryan, taking the two and a half points and the Denver Broncos against the Chicago Bears. John, what do you think about this one? You're a Chicago guy. You love the Bears. I know you bet with your head and not your heart. But there's a lot of pressure on the Bears this week. Broncos, too. But if the Bears fall to 0-2 when there were those high hopes for Nagy and company, the panic button's going to be not just pushed in Chicago. People are going to be hammering that thing. Yeah, and, you know, I followed this story pretty closely since Thursday night, and it's just been a weird set of circumstances for the Bears. They played on Thursday night against the Packers, opening up the season. There was a lot of extra fanfare involved in that game than a, than a normal noon kickoff to start the season. And then they had to take 10 days off, and now they're going to Denver, which is probably one of the most abnormal types of stadiums in the league uh, because of the altitude. It's just a different place. Uh, to play so that's not necessarily a, a walk in the park either and I, I think Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky have been asked every question under the sun about why the offense didn't show up on Thursday and I think that that's starting to take an effect on them Matt Nagy loves to to trumpet BU and, and stay true to yourself but I think he knows that he has to put up way more than three points this week and that's why I like the Bears uh, taking the, the the two and a half points I think that's an easy win 
uh, by a field goal. Just the math works out there nicely for me if I'm looking for the Bears to win. And Ryan, I think you're kind of hinting at what I'm thinking at in, in terms of trends. There are so many reasons to say for this game to go under, uh, but I think it's also going to go over. I think both of these offenses need to score points. They need to get back on track. They need both of their quarterbacks to play much better than they did in week one. And that's enough for me to think that the Bears, they are the better team. I saw the Broncos play on Monday night. There wasn't a ton to get excited about. The Bears just need to score some points and, and get everything back on track. And I think they will do that. I'm with John on this one, fellas, on the side. I, I've got to go with the Bears. I'm going to lay the two and a half. Now, two things scare me big time here. Number one, I hate betting road favorites in the NFL. It's just I, I think people fall into that trap way too often. The second thing here is the Vic Fangio factor. And I love betting against the team that was on Monday Night Football, especially late game on Monday Night Football in week one at the Raiders. Plus, the Bears had a week and a half to prepare for this game. I'm going to take the Bears. I'm going to lay the two and a half. And I think the better team here gets a win on the road by a field goal. We'll see how it plays out on Sunday. It's Jason Gotch with you here on State Lines, along with my co-host John Spataro and Ryan Fisher. Fun part of the program. We do it every week. Our bet it or drink it segment. I give Ryan and John each $20 on a long shot play. And they tell me if they want to bet it at the window or if they want to just buy some drinks at the bar. So, fellas... Here's the play for this week. The Bears, who are the top choice of anybody in the NFC North going into the season to win the NFC, have now fallen behind division rivals Green Bay and Minnesota after just one week. The Bears are 14-1 to to win the NFC plus 1,400. The Packers are now plus 850. The Vikings 10-1 to plus 1,000 after only one game. So, Ryan, I go to you. You've got 20 bucks. You betting on the Bears to win the NFC or are you buying some drinks? Well, I appreciate the $20, and I am going to be drinking this. I might even buy you one because you're going to need it when your Bears Super Bowl pick does not come in. Uh, I mean, we saw Monday. I mean, the big question going into week one was, has Mitchell Trubisky made the leap? Has he made these steps? I'm not going to definitively say no yet, but, I mean, the bar is certainly, you know, trending that way. I just think in the NFC, there's just too many good teams for this Bears team to overcome. Too many good quarterbacks. I mean, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, I mean, even Jared Goff. I mean, all these teams have a clear advantage or what appears to be a clear advantage over the Bears at the quarterback <laughs> position, the most important position in sports. John, you've got 20 bucks as well. You go into the bar with Ryan and buying more drinks, or you're going to put the money on the Bears. Well, I'm trying to, to rationalize that because I think that if you would have given me plus 1,400 or 14 to 1 odds before Thursday, I would have been all over it and, and ran and hid and already started counting my money. But the Bears played one bad game, and it was really bad. I, I will admit that as many times as I need to. It was a terrible game to watch. I'm sure it was a terrible game to be a part of. But I don't think the Bears have fallen that far. And I'm going to take the bet. I, I, I like those odds. I like spending your money wisely, Jason, and, and as much as I would like to take it for a drink. I think 14 to 1 is sounds good enough to me for the Bears to get back on track with the win in Denver and everything's right again. And we start talking about, you know, an NFC North championship and then an, an NFC championship and then, of course, a Super Bowl championship. So I'm banking on the fact that Mitch and Matt Nagy get it together this weekend and I'll take that bet at 14 to 1. 
Split decision from John and Ryan. If I got the 20 bucks of my own money, I've got to put it on the Bears, folks. Look, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. How do you bail after just one game? So I don't know if it's money well spent, but I can't bail this quickly. I'm going to put the 20 bucks on the Bears to at least win the NFC at 14 to 1. This is State Lines. When we come back, Ryan's got his week two NFL trends, and each of us will pick three games our Pro versus Joe, Sharp versus Square segment. All that right after this. to State Lines, the pro football gambling show where we give you the best winners and news and information in the state of Illinois, along with Ryan Fisher and John Spataro, my co-host. My name is Jason Gotch. In our first segment, we picked the Bears-Broncos game, talked about a lot of other things as well in the gambling world. In this segment, we're going to start it off with one of the more interesting games on the point spread. Maybe not as far as a true matchup, but on the point spread, in the NFL in a long time. The Patriots and Dolphins playing in Miami this week. The Dolphins are a 19-point underdog in that game. Ryan, give us some perspective on why this game is historic. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest road favorite or home underdog since 2007, when, again, the Patriots, of course, are involved. Uh, That was Patriots-Ravens. It's the biggest spread of any kind since the Broncos were 27-point favorites against the Jaguars back in in 2013. That had to have been Gus Bradley's Jaguars who were losing, you know, double-digit games every year. So, yeah, it's a huge number. It's a – and starting in week two, it's just kind of a scary number. And we don't see it that often. So there's a couple things to know when thinking about such a big number. Uh, there's been 20 games since 1993 where a team was favored by 17 or more out of those 20, the favorites just five and 15 against the spread. And the Patriots have been great since 07. They've been favored big favorites, but they've been favored five times by 17 or more since 2007. So a lot of people just cash the Patriots easy win. Patriots are 0-5 against the spread in those games. One last one, Tom Brady, our guy who's been around forever, the ageless wonder, as a double-digit road favorite. It's amazing that he's been a double-digit road favorite 15 times. He's 12-3 and straight up, but just 7-8 and against the spread. The most amazing thing about this, though, 12-3 and straight up, all three losses, in Miami. Ryan, it's your floor now. You love to do this every week. You give us the best information. Really, I think the best information of any gambling show out there with all the trends and interesting news for the week in the NFL. So again, give it to our listeners. What trends and notes you have this week? Well, yeah, week one, the the, the theme was the bad teams don't know they're bad yet. And that worked out as the, the big underdogs went five and two against the spread. For week two and three, it's more a question of do you believe what you saw in week one? Or do you kind of believe what you thought you knew all off season? 
And when we say you, we're talking about the betting public. And there's a reason that, that Vegas is, is built and has all these beautiful hotels and they just don't lose. The public always does. And so nowhere does that happen more in the NFL than in weeks two and three. So teams that get 70% of the public. So a lot of, a lot of John Spataros, a lot of the, the squares backing a certain team. If, if a team's getting 70% over the last 25 years, those teams have only covered at about a 38% clip. So the public has lost a ton of money in weeks two and three. Um, conversely, every other week throughout the year, if you throw out weeks two and three, the public's right around 50%. So the public isn't always wrong, but they absolutely take a bath when it comes to weeks two and three. And where you really want to look, the best way to play this, there's some money line picks out there. John almost hit one in week one with the Texans at plus 250. Well, your place to do it is in weeks two and three. If you had just played every single team that was getting less than 30% of the bets the last 25 years, that was either from a, any range from a three-and-a-half-point favorite to a seven-and-a-half-point underdog, play them all on the money line, you'd be up $5,100 if you bet $100 a game, just blindly betting them. So there's a great sweet spot to do that. So there's a lot of opportunity this week and next week to play some money line plays. Um, it looks like we're going to be at a probably four or five teams end up over that 70% public threshold. Right now there's actually eight, but it usually will come down on the weekend and we'll end up with four or five. But so again, you're going to be, you're going to be taking some unpopular teams. You kind of have to hold your nose a little bit and not listen to what your buddy at the bar is telling you. Your buddy at work who knows everything that they're going to think you're crazy, but it's come Sunday night, you're going to be the one smiling. Ryan, with some great information there on State Lines, your pro football gambling show here in the state of Illinois. My name, Jason Gotch, along with my co-hosts, Ryan Fisher and John Spataro. And before we give you our sharp versus square, pro versus Joe, three picks against the spread this week we like the most, including our best bets. So, John, I'm going to turn it over to you. Three best bets, one that is your lock of the week, and go ahead and give us some winners. Thank you, Jason. I really need one. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I rebound after a bad week one. Uh, my first is the L.A. Chargers uh, laying two and a half points on the road to the Detroit Lions. I think the Lions played a pretty good game last week uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. And, and people are feeling pretty good about tying in your first game of the season uh, in Detroit. However, I think the Chargers are a much better team. I also did a little research and got a little insight. And the, the Chargers are seven and one against the spread in their last eight road games. So I like them as a good road team. I also have to uh, come back to the San Francisco 49ers who scored me last week by beating up on the Bucks. I think that they're going to lose their game uh, in Cincinnati against the Bengals. The Bengals are two-point favorites. I know it's boring to take uh, favorites all the time, but I think the, the Bengals actually played a pretty good game on Sunday as well. They're also 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games. But my lock of the week, I think that this is the, the game that I feel – the best about is going to be the Seattle Seahawks and the Pittsburgh Steelers going over 46 and a half. I think that these two teams used to be known for their defense. I think now they're transitioning into a little bit of a, an easier to score on and score more points than you would expect teams. I think 46 and a half uh, is, is an achievable number for this game to go over. Uh, I think that uh, the, the stats have shown that Ben Roethlisberger and that offense 
um, is, is, is still able to score points, although they didn't do a good job in New England. I think Russell Wilson's a playmaker. And I think that those defenses are not as good as they used to be. So I'm going to go with over 46 and a half. That's my best bet. So to recap, I like the Chargers uh, with the points. I like the Bengals at home with the points. And I like the Seahawks and Steelers to go over 46 and a half for my best bet. John giving us some winners right there. And as he does, he turns the floor over to Ryan. Ryan, give us your picks. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm going against the public as much as possible this week. Is going against uh, the average Joe, the the squares. Um, I'm going to start in Washington, uh, divisional game at home against the the Cowboys. Cowboys are coming in. Everyone's excited about what they did in Week One against the terrible Giants defense. Um, Redskins played pretty well in Week One. Case Keenum was great. Uh, the defense wasn't very good, but. At home, getting five and a half, that's a, that's a big number in a divisional game, especially on your home field. So I'm taking the Redskins. Uh, second one, going to go to the Sunday night game, the Falcons, uh, getting one and a half against the Eagles. So it got another home underdog. Uh, the Eagles played well, got down 17-0 to the Redskins, but came roaring back. The Falcons were terrible. Their defense could not stop the running game of the Vikings. But again, that's just week one. What happens in week one just doesn't feel like it's going to necessarily definitely happen again in week two. And so I'm looking at the the Falcons coming home and their home opener. Crowd's going to be excited there on a Sunday night game. Uh, Falcons are going to get the outright win there. My third one, I loved watching the Monday night game and seeing John. I got to admit, I root for John Gruden. I mean, I just want the Raiders to be good. I'm not a Raiders fan, but I like John Gruden. I like his fit with the Raiders. I don't know if they're going to be good ever under him, but I want them to be. Uh, This is a great spot for them. They're at home getting seven and a half from the Chiefs. Uh, Tyreek Hill is out for a while for the Chiefs. Mahomes is a little bit banged up. Again, we've got a divisional game, second week of the season. Everybody loves the Chiefs. They scored a ton of points in week one. The Raiders, kind of a boring, low-scoring game against the Broncos. Nobody's really quite sure what to make of them. Uh, Chiefs-Raiders, always a rivalry game. Raiders are going to be ready. Raiders are going to play well. I like them getting the 7.5. So those are my three picks. Washington, plus 5.5. Atlanta, plus 1.5. We'll go ahead and call the Raiders my best bet, my lock at plus 7.5. And I'm on the side, I'm going to be playing all three of those games on the money line with some of my own money. And uh, hopefully we hit at least two out of three and, and have a real nice week. Oh, you got to love talking about the Raiders. I just love to say that, the Raiders. Well, it would be nice for the Raiders in their last season in Oakland to really surprise some people. And Gruden's team looked good in week one, addition by subtraction. Maybe not having Antonio Brown on that roster. Before we get out of here, Jason Gotch with you, along with John Spataro and Ryan Fisher. You heard their picks. I'm going to give you my three picks here before we wrap up the program. I'm taking the Vikings plus three against the Packers. Aaron Rodgers does not look like the same quarterback he was in the prime of his career. Maybe he'll get there. And he's still really good. Look, I'd still rather have him than most guys in the league. He's still a top five player. But I think the Vikings defense is going to do enough here. And I I hate trusting Kirk Cousins, but I say he makes enough plays for Minnesota to cover the three. The Jets plus six and a half. They look terrible against Buffalo in the opener. Cleveland looked awful against Tennessee at home. Now we know that Sam Darnold's out with Mono and Trevor Simeon, the former Northwestern Wildcat, will start at quarterback in this game for for the Jets. 
And I think the Jets are going to keep this one close. I don't think the Browns deserve to be favored on the road by anybody by six and a half points over any other team out there. So give me the Jets plus the six and a half on Monday night at home against the Browns. And I'm going to do it. I thought about it long and hard. The lock of the week is to take the Bears minus the two and a half points in Denver. I just think the Bears are the better team, like I said in segment one. They're the better team. Yeah, the Fangio factor and the home factor for Denver scares me. But I think the Bears put it together in this game against a Denver team that's not really that good. So I'll take the Bears as the lock, take the Jets plus the points, and the Vikings plus the points. Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. Hopefully lots of winners out there in this program for our listeners on state lines for the pro football picks in week two in the NFL. We'll talk to you in week three for Ryan Fisher and John Spataro. It's Jason Gotch. Have a great Sunday and Monday of NFL action.